Now that 2020 is officially in the rearview mirror, you probably have new resolutions for 2021, new goals, new outlooks. We invite you to sign up for our two-minute multiplier, a daily devotional meant to help you find Jesus in the everyday. Whether you're resolving to practice gratitude daily, to read the Bible more, or vowing to set aside 15 minutes a day to pray, the two-minute multiplier is a great way to be reminded that you have Jesus in your corner. If you're still deciding on a resolution, reading the two-minute multiplier is a great place to start. Throughout 2020, we've heard from our subscribers how much they enjoy starting their day with these short, inspirational devotions. They aren't confusing theology lessons. That's not our style. Our devotions are about real-life things, like Tostitos and new tires. Yes, really. Help your new resolution stick or create a new one. Sign up for the two-minute multiplier. Go to 52.com slash 2mm to subscribe today. Again, that's the word 5 and the word 2.com slash 2mm to sign up today. Welcome to the Start New Podcast, where we help you love your community and start great ministries that reach it. My name is Abigail Taylor. And I'm Bill Woolsey. We're part of the leadership team of 5.2 Network, and we'll be your hosts. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We are actually kicking off a series of the Start New Podcast. So we're going to try something a little bit different for the month of January, and we're going to do a four-part series. And the series is called Why Young Families Will Go to Your Party But Not to Your Church. And it's really about why young families will behave this way in the midst of COVID. So why will they go to a party in the midst of COVID, but they won't go to your church in the midst of COVID as things are opening back up. And we picked this topic because we're both back at church. So my dad and I have both gone back to church and we are seeing a trend. So dad, what was kind of the first thing that made you go, huh, we, what's going on here um, that made us pick this topic? Well, the church we attend in South Austin is a very uh, multi-generational church. Uh, Pre-COVID, it was, was, that was just the case. And the particular service that we would always go to was uber-leaning to young families. I mean, they even had tables in the back for those young families, and that way they could kind of, you know, keep their kids under control and, and parent them during worship. But now where we are, it is like, tipping to the gray hair. I know I have gray hair, although I can't really see my hair, but, uh, and so we're sitting there and I'm like, where are all the young families? Uh, you know, I, the attendance is way down. So we're like, what, 25, right. 30% of, of past, but there, there's like, no, there are no young families. Uh, matter of fact, there was one Sunday where this one young family and their two or three kids and one of uh, the siblings of one of the parents and their family, they were all occupying this one row. And man, the kids were, you know, just going to town, having a good time. And, and afterwards, I went up to them and I said, you guys are the party row. You know, you're the party pew this morning. And, and, but they were the only party pew uh, that was, was there in the whole church. And it used to be full of party pews because oh, there used man. to be, yes. it was all young families, right? Okay. Lots of young families. Again, a, a really good blend and a good mix. And now all of a sudden I'm sitting there going, everybody here is like 60, you know, 60, 65 and older. That's right. not good. 
it's like the future, the future of the congregation is missing. Which And are other people seeing this too? Like, have you asked your friends, your other pastor friends, if things are like this for them? Yes, we've asked our other pastor friends. And matter of fact, that Sunday, I, I was... I was sitting on my phone. I know you're not supposed to, but I was. And I'm sitting there in the pew, and I'm literally into this text loop where I uh, i guess there's probably about 10 of us on this text loop, and we go crazy at times. But I'm texting everybody going, hey, question. Are you guys like, do you have young families coming back or not? And to a person, they all said, we're really struggling with that. We're seeing uh, you know, that they're not coming back uh, like, like they were. And they too they had said, they they had examples of you know they've seen them other places, but not in right, church. but not in church. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so. Yeah, and so I've I've had a very similar experience of being invited to parties hosted by people, <laughs> hosted but by these people. Were not, these are not party pews and churches yeah. parties. No, no, and okay. they're not. You know, we don't want to get any flack. Like they're not like COVID super no. spreader parties or whatever. Right, right, but right, right. you know, just invited to like. Outside, you know, socially distanced. Yeah, parties, right. Things like that. But, um, you know, full of people who honestly were probably not as quote unquote safe as people in at church have been. So, you know, not maybe not always wearing a mask or not super spread out and whatnot. Um, But the hosts don't, um, are not going back to church. And then there were people there at the party who used to come to church and who are not anymore. And so it's just interesting because it's, you know, as, as Nick and I, my husband are looking around, we're like, okay, so it's not a, not necessarily a safety thing, right? Because this is no, (laughs) no safer, quote unquote, than church. Um, so it was just, it's just been really interesting and, and as the, we, these are these are people that were pretty regular, were, right? Yeah. These were regular yeah, very regular. You know, yep, regular served. Um, came these weren't pipe. the these weren't the Easter and you know Christmas. No. These were yeah, right. These no, were involved. Not, not people. the marginal. Yeah, not the marginal people. They were the involved, engaged young families of our church and of other churches in the community. So that's you know that's an interesting thing too. Is it's not just it's not just our church. It's other churches too. Um, but yeah, as I've been back at church, I, I realized like about end of October. So uh, we're in Phoenix. So things are, you know, every state is different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, It's gorgeous, but, but yeah, (laughs) weather wise. Right. But it feel, it feels like a whole new church because the people, the, the young families, the people of my, the people of my, our demographic, who we used to be friends with and who we used to see at church aren't necessarily coming back. Now it's interesting, the people of the older demographic who we are, you know, who we are friends with, we don't necessarily do a lot of life with them, but they are back. So yes, yes. It feels the same in that sense. But as far as the people who I, as a young mom, I'm going to like visit with and set up a play date with, they're not there. I'm making new friends, you know. So and this, this is this right here, though, is this conundrum. It's why we're doing this series, right? <laughs> right. We're doing this this series throughout the month of January. That's like, so why? Why? Yeah. Why is this? <laughs> what What happened? What changed? Obviously, COVID uh-huh. changed, and COVID happened. But right. But what about kinda, it? Yeah. What yeah. about it? You know. What about it really uh, changed? Yeah. Did you notice, by the way, that that you know? 
you put that out on our Facebook page, and a number of people have responded yeah. with their thoughts about why. Why? So, what I do you know, think? Was... One of them said, "What of them said relationships." So, what do you think about that? It's the relationships that get people to parties, but not to church. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about that because the parties I've been to, I mean, I have a relationship with those people, but they're still not coming to church. <laughs> um, so, so it's not you know, just, so I th- it's not just I don't, the missing of relationship. There's something no, else. I don't there. think so. Or, or they're getting their relationship fill elsewhere. Right. So, you know, maybe in COVID they've stayed home more, like they're seeing more people, maybe they're out and about more in their neighborhood. They're having more, um, or they're out like and about by, as much as they feel comfortable in COVID. Right. And maybe they're gathering like with, you know, the, like there's been a lot of online talking you know, about your pod, like your, your pod of people who you feel safe with. And so maybe they're, they're just doing stuff with their pod and that feels like enough, you know, that's that kind of their, their circle has, has gotten smaller and the, the need for like this broader circle has diminished because while I've made it, you know, I've made it this long without that broader circle. So. Yeah. So, you know, so what we're seeing, and this is something, you know, Abigail, we started, we started guesstimating this back in April and May. Right. Yeah. We did a, a, we did a podcast of why people won't go back to church after COVID. (laughs) And, And we started to, started to just understanding people's habits. Okay. And, you know, right. the, so how long is it that a habit makes? Well, for many people, uh, they're now, you know, eight months, right? They're eight months into a new habit of how they receive church, how they worship, uh, how or many don't. people they gather with when they worship or don't, right? You know, yeah, so 30%. If you've you know, got young kids, you're probably not doing online it's, worship it's hit anymore. Miss, right, yeah, yeah it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good point. So yeah, are you so gonna... this this whole thing of of how they worship, how important it is to be there? Can they get what they were getting, at least what they thought they were getting? Okay. Uh, matter of fact, we were talking. Uh, your mother and I were talking here last night to a group, a Bible study group. We have a, a small group, and uh, we we're they invited us to another group, and uh, we're we're trying to decide. And and one of the things they made the comment about was, well, you know, uh, uh, or, or this issue of, it's it's especially for relationships. Okay, so the point being is, uh, we're, we're we're younger families. If you were to ask them to rank why they go to church, where does relationship with other people fall, and then where does spirituality, Jesus, uh, teaching my kids about Jesus, where does that fall? And does if 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 relationship is the killer or the key, what I mean, then hmm, if I'm already getting right. that, you know, if you're already getting that, and if when you go to church, you have to wear a mask, you're distanced, <clears throat> you don't know if people are comfortable. Well, and they're really not the rest of your crowd. You. Are, are you going to be the early adopter who's there, but no yeah. one else is there? Right. You know. Right. A, <laughs> or could you just you know go to a girls' night or have or some friends over mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm see the people you want to see if, yeah, if Jesus isn't, you know, isn't that important. I do think the interesting thing is as we're kind of on this 
quest for a why is kind of like you said, as far as your other pastor friends noticing this trend, it's not just like anecdotal evidence. Other people around the country are seeing this too. Um, like Richard Akins, he's a minister and elder out of the Bono Church of Christ in Arkansas, which great church name, by the way, but, um, it could be Bono. Yeah, it could be Bono. 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 Oh, yeah, that's whatever. true. Okay. Um, <laughs> he said, I know many of our non-attendees are out and about all over everywhere, working, shopping, eating out, but attending worship is too dangerous. Well, that, that so, last sentence we ought to double click on. So, so that, you know. Yeah, do you agree a, with that's that? A, well, do you that's think a good, that they that's think a, it's I've too never, dangerous? I've never thought about that, but if you think about it, think about this. Maybe, maybe a Richard is spot on. If you think about it, worship and singing has been said to be dangerous because of the, you know, the microscopic molecules that you're projecting when you're singing, and therefore you have to have a mask on. And there's a lot, you know, depending upon where you go, which congregation, you take the mask off when you sing or you not, you can't, or, you know, there's a lot of concerns there. So there's no doubt that uh, it's been communicated that attending worship is, is not an, an essential Right, essential businesses because right. they open you wear your mask, go get your groceries. It's not safe. It's not safe. Okay, but I think there's probably this essential and safe thing. See, That's I would true. say, if 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 somehow we had communicated in in our culture, worship is essential. Okay, see, to me, essential trumps safe. Right. I mean, it may not be safe for me to go get groceries, but I gotta get groceries. Uh, I, I just wonder. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of right. ruminating here, you know. But right. I think what he says, attending worship is too dangerous. That's a great question. Now, uh, you know, the nice thing is in our in our series, we're going to get to ask some people. Yeah, that, we'll but, get to test yeah, our we'll, our, we'll our theories yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll have to see like what the so so, moms so others talk though to you next others time. are definitely seeing are definitely seeing this. It's not just a, a one one person or isolated issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think the whole the fear thing. I mean, I know I know some people who I've talked to have said, you know, no, we've done research, we just don't feel like it's safe. But I wonder too if there's this exhaustion factor also of just I don't know. Like Everything feels harder right now, which I know I know people oh. are talking about, but it just does, right? You're constantly, well, you're constantly wondering, A, am I sick? Like, do I have COVID? You know, can I smell this? Can I taste this? Oh, no, I have to blow my nose, you know. Um, and then if you have I a have little a fever. kid. Oh, oh, no. Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, if you're me. Yeah, did not have COVID, by the way. Um, you know, and then if you have a little kid, like, oh, no, you know, they're coughing. Oh, great. I don't know. I just wonder if there's some of that. I got to keep a mask that. on them. There's, there's yeah, just if, so much. Depending more, on where you, you live. Paint right. it with Mickey Mouse and they go, oh, Or cool, if they're going to, to school, if your kids are in school right now, too. So if you have a five-year-old or a six-year-old who you're trying to get to do online school and then Sunday rolls around. Oh my, that sounds, I don't even have that right now, but I'm like, can we just stay home and I'll fix you French toast and we'll turn on, you know, on TV and watch something. Right. And watch golf if, yeah, if it were your call. No um, church, we'd watch church. Right, right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's, we can, again, we can you know, ask our, our guests, but I just wonder if that's part of it. Um, you know, back in, back in January, 2020, 
a huge study done, 58% of parents uh, who, who, who choose a church, they said they picked it with their kids in mind. And, and so I wonder, again, uh, is this, I'm concerned for my kids, and so I'm not choosing a church right now. So right. I, wonder, I wonder where the kids are still falling in that. That's something we'll need to ask, too, as we, you know, as we uh, talk with some of the people we're going to be talking with. Right. Yeah. And just, and who's making the call, like who's making the decision. I know we had talked back in April and May, how we were curious if the decision-making about church attendance, if, if that was going to be led by dads or if it was going to be led by moms. Historically, it's been more mom. Typically it's been more mom than dad. It's been more mom driven. Right. And, and moms would also, you know, historically or uh, sociologically be more nurturing, protective, you know, kind of thing. But I don't know. Right. Right. So yeah, that'll just be interesting to, to ask people. So, but I think we can't underestimate the whole, the relationship thing and just what people value and how, I mean, I think across the board, COVID has changed people's values. And so, and you can't, you know, and two, the other factor is if you've got with the whole online church thing, people could be, it could be that they're not going back to their home church, but they're going to a different church that they found online that they like better. Well, and now it's, uh, now it's, it's smorgasbord church. I mean, I can watch this worship music. I can watch this message. Uh, you know, if they have other elements, uh, this children's ministry, I could watch this over here. So it is definitely a consumer-oriented uh, picking and choosing, and and that person is really the one who's in charge. You know, something we preach repeatedly as we're trying to reach new people for Jesus. That in our culture and uh, around the world, uh, people have that ability to say, "No, I don't like this. I want this," and, or "That's not really what I need. I'm looking for, you know, Z instead." Instead of us saying, "This is." Uh, we know what you need and here you go and we're going to deliver it the way we want to deliver it. Well, the COVID has just turned all that upside down to where churches now are appreciating that some the hard way by having to deal with, I've, I've got my streaming up and running, but now all of a sudden it's as easy for me to choose you as it is to choose somebody else because I'm not driving there. I'm just clicking there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the whole, which isn't really a new idea, this whole idea of you needing to adapt to the culture. You know, Paul, I've become all things for all people, right? It's always been a part of the methodology, I guess you could say, for reaching new people, you know, um, for a long time. And, but And really what Paul did there in Acts 17 and then and then Corinthians, uh, you know, in his, in his letters to the Corinthian church, 1 Corinthians 9, where he's talking about that, uh, what he's really saying in, in, is that there are certain things that he let go of that were valuable to him so that he could embrace the values of these people he's trying to reach. And what's happened is the very people who were sharing our values and worshiping with us, these young families, something changed and some of their values shifted. And we, as the church, uh, we you know we've got to figure that out. We've got to say, "Wow, what changed, and what what are they embracing now that we need to see about embracing so that we can build that bridge and and really uh, uh, you know 
uh, enlist them and engage them for the sake of Jesus once again. And it may be a whole different model, maybe a whole different, you know, lots of different methods, the message maybe, whatever it is. We don't fully know yet, but we do know something has changed in the values because the behavior right. changed. And when behaviors change, values changed. Yep. So yeah, that'll definitely be our, a part of our, our journey as far as, as we figure out why, um, also how, how to solve this problem. Right. So, what are, what are some answers to that? What are some tactics that you need to employ or brand new strategies if they're big rocks, you know? Right. Right. Definitely. All right. Well, I'll be curious to see. So next week we will be sure to join us as we'll be talking with two moms about why they themselves will go to your party, but not to church in the midst of COVID. And we want to get their perspective and hear their experiences. So be sure to tune in next week, subscribe to the podcast, make sure you don't miss an episode and feel free to leave us a rating or review as that helps more people find us. And we'd love to get this message out and hear what other people think as well. So thanks for joining us and we will see you next week. Excellent. Thank you, Abigail. See you next week. See you later. The Start New Podcast was produced by Chapman Shanefelt with special help from Nick Taylor. Brought to you by the 5-2 Network. Original music by Nick Taylor. I'm Abigail Taylor. Thanks for listening. <laughs>